engine light on? Take the guesswork out of your check engine light with O'Reilly Veriscan. It's free and provides a report with solutions based on over 650 million vehicle scans verified by ASE certified master technicians. And if you need help, we can recommend a shop for you. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Welcome to Cutting the Distance Field Reports, breaking news from the Elkwoods. And now, your host, Jason Phelps. Welcome to the first installment of the Field Reports here on Cutting the Distance. We are in New Mexico with Ryan Callahan, and we just finished up seven days. First seven days of September elk hunting here in a pretty good New Mexico unit, and uh, just going to kind of talk about what we've seen out there. What was your takeaway from this hunt, Cal? Like, what was the kind of the overarching theme? What do we, we see out there? Well, my first takeaway is, is why can you do seven days of hiking and then, and feel pretty darn good really. And then wake up in a hotel and kind of feel like crap. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's a weird thing that we should get into at some point. Um, You know, early season, New Mexico where it's hot, um, you know, coming from like the Montana, Idaho methodology of try to find where it's cool because that's where the rut action is going to start because nobody likes to work too hard when it's hot. Um, I always kind of come down here with the idea that it's going to be tougher than you think it is. And, you know, it was tough in the, um, like the social activity of the elk that we ran into, but it was easy in the finding of the elk. So my attitude was great the whole time. I was like, oh yeah, this, how could it not happen? Yeah, we showed up, we were here two nights ahead, and then the night you showed up, we went scouting, you know, bulls were bugling, elk were easy to find, you know, and close to the road, far away from the road, and it's like, oh, this is going to, you know, it's going to be going, and then we got into the hunt, um, and things just were pretty slow. Um, You know, day, day one, we got into a few, you know, active little pockets, 
Um, you know, that was one of the few days we've seen some, you know, rutting action where, uh, you know, a bull was pushing some cows and, and kind of right on their tail. But Well, yeah, and, and specifically a cow, yeah. right? Like, he had a, it was a, a really cool five point I think anybody would love to love to take um and he was he had a single cow cut off and was working her yep and there were several other cows in the group so that that's really like the only distinct rut activity that I personally saw yeah over the the eight days and we last night we seen uh you know a large well a five point bull not large you know kind of running a spike off of the herd yeah. You know, but like you said, other than that one five run and one specific cow, there wasn't, you know, a great rut activity yet. Um, talk about the two biggest bulls we've seen, um, you know, on day two or three. I don't remember what day it was. Completely solo, right? Yeah. You know, a, a bigger six point and, and a very, very large five point. Um, completely, you know, off in a canyon with no cows in it. I don't think we ever did see a cow on that side. No. Um, it just... I'm never one to say, you know, it, it's September, the elk are rutting somewhere, but these two bulls kind of, you know, knew that the party hadn't started yet. They definitely did. And we got within, let, let's say, 100 and, if we wanted to, to be uh, accurate in a lazy way, under 150 yards for sure of the um, six point And you know, certainly by body size, he'd be a mature bull in anybody's category. Huge fronts, you know, lots of mass up front, like just a, a big bull or on his way to being a really big bull. And he got a bugle in his bed and took off and ran the other direction. Yeah, and we, we approached that one um, just prior to that. Prior to the bugle, we had let some real soft cow calls right above him. You know, the idea going into that is that there's a lone bull, you know, there's not a lot of competition. Maybe we can just coax him up here with some cow calls. And I think maybe 50 yards prior to us turning that corner, we had sent some cow calls down to him that 100% chance he heard those, plain as day. Didn't make a peep, didn't move, didn't snap a stick, didn't do anything. We moved 50 yards forward, let out a little bugle, and the next thing we hear is him kind of blowing the place up. And it's just, it, you, you can't make heads or tails of He's just not ready to, to be involved in the game. Yep. Yeah, I guess we should be clear. Like, definitely more of a locator bugle, not a, I know you're here, I'm speaking to you, I'm going to kick your ass bugle. Yeah, yeah, real, real mild wine, you know, real quiet, kind of, you know, localized to that canyon. You know, we didn't want to blow him out because we really didn't know if he was even there. We were, I think, at that point kind of just assuming he wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then we hear it blow up, you know, 125, 150 yards below us and... Yeah, get to see his tail end as he he rolled out of there. And I think yeah, the 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 frustrating theme was when we could locate, uh, or bulls were at least talking on their own. The they immediately clammed up when you cut the distance even a little bit, like even when we need like ah, I think we got to be within, you know. 300 yards we sh but we need to locate again because we're not entirely sure yep. it was really hard to get any sort of conversation yeah and and on the mountain we talked to a couple other guys that have hunted this area a lot um one of the dynamics that we experienced and, and i have to imagine it's not how september is going to end up is he was surprised just as we were surprised the bulls that were running the herds this week it's almost like we're in a pre-rut 
phase or something because I can't imagine um, you know the bulls that are currently running large herds of cows and, and large groups of cows aren't going to have some bigger bulls move in. Um, it made it difficult. You know, they, they you had mentioned it last night. Um, our one of our last herds of elk we got to play. You know, six six branch bulls together. Um, you know, and then what I would consider medium to smaller five points running herds um, makes it tough. I think to to try to hunt and get them, you know, overprotective because a lot of these bulls weren't interested in fighting or losing what they might have for a very short time. So it changed that dynamic of, you know, being able to, you know, our, our kind of our, our go-to game, you know, locate, get in very tight and call. We would do that over and over and just kind of have them shut up or take their cows away or kind of walk away or, um, and, and that's kind of the, you're really finding the the needle in the haystack, right? The the bull that wants to play the game, even though the game's not happening, because that situation last night does sum it up perfectly, right? There's six branch antlered bulls laying amongst forty or fifty cows. It's like a late season herd. Um, none of the big mature guys are there, or you know, real big guys are there. Um, so the cow calls aren't even that interesting because these bulls have been walking around smelling all the cows and they're they're not ready yet and they're they're not willing to break off and look maybe because of the heat maybe because of whatever i have no idea but it was uh certainly like took some of the the tricks out of the playbook i guess so yeah you know one thing we've always relied on here in new mexico a lot is the water um, you know, but it seemed like we were kind of running in, you know, just on the front side of the full moon. Um, a couple nights we were near water, you know, and things started to get going, but it almost seemed like the elk here were holding up. You know, they were smart enough. They weren't going to come to water in the daylight. Um, you know, one of our best evenings, I think it was the second or third evening, um, you know, a lot of action, um, you know, going to water, a, a large group of elk coming from multiple canyons all meeting, you know, so it got pretty active, but even then, I think they they were just not going quite enough that they they just kind of dealt with each other. They kept their distance, and they all ended up getting the getting the water, um, you know, on their own or, or after dark when when we didn't have a play on them. You know, made it difficult in years past here. Um, you know, I think New Mexico's had some maybe record rains. I don't know if it's record, but they've got a lot of rain here in the last month, um, and it, it kind of maybe dispersed them. Or there's water in different um, you know tanks man you know man-made tanks or natural water we we ran into some water last night we didn't really think would be down in that that drainage um so i think it's maybe got these elk a little more dispersed than normal which could also have played into you know a little less rut action um than normal just when you get all those elk into one spot or you get that one cow into the one spot with multiple herds it kind of gets gets things going we didn't we didn't seem to have as, as concentrated herds you know on that water um you know compared to what i'm used to here in new mexico yeah, it. There was, I mean, just some absolute amazing elk viewing. I mean, you get up on a high spot uh, and you're gonna find elk. It's like uh, kind of relaxing in a way that it's like okay, the finding is almost guaranteed. Yep. But you know, we had. Um, a midday scenario on a smaller five point when we were getting towards the end, you know, thick brush, a scenario that, that I really 
capitalize on when I find it elsewhere and was was honestly very excited about that one so we slipped in really thick brush we were just going to do some soft cow calls um knowing that we were going to be in close proximity to a herd and eventually got a cow to come up but never heard a single bugle no brush raking no nothing um from a bull that you know just had to have been had to have been to have been within earshot in there, you know. Yeah, very, very close on that setup. You know, I, I would have guessed we were within 100 yards when we set up on on that setup, and just, you know, not to have them just come check out middle of the day. You know, it was we were in on that same elevation as them. Um, you know, it was cool. You know, on, well, if it was long, in the shade, you, you could find the hot pockets. It was warm outside, but in that general zone, it was it was fairly cool. And yeah, to not even have that bull respond. As we moved in that close and the you know have the cow come in just it seems and not strange. even respond by like checking your wind yep right he didn't didn't try to like cut up around us and and wind the situation or or smell the cow that all of a sudden started talking and because none of his other cows were talking um and i do it's all based on assumption and and we've both been able to see bulls react to calls and how they react to calls and and a lot of times it, it is way different than the scenario that you put together in your head but that being said i have to come back to you have like this freshman class of bulls the jv team let's say yep they're in with the cows right now they've already gone through their hierarchy and settled things out the cows aren't playing the game yet and they do not want to be challenged right now because they're having the time of their lives they've been uh eyeballing these cows it's rut season their uh, testosterone their hormones are going and they're holding on to what they have and they're not willing to take any risks right now because the big boys are gonna show up the seniors the upper class, the starters are going to come in and take the yeah. and take the cows, and and these guys are just holding on to the good life for as long as they can. You know what's interesting? You know, we talk about stuff that we've experienced in the past. Is even when those big bulls, you know, I, I think they do a lot of night checking, right? They come through at night, they run ridges, they check these cows, they know it's not worth their time, and they'll come back later and check on them. We couldn't even find the bigger bulls like off to the side though. And that's, besides, you know, those couple times, so yeah. I. I I've heard in this area, you know, maybe they come from a different area or they drop down off, you know, off the mountains, whatever it may be. But that was one thing Like we couldn't even necessarily find bigger bulls. And, and as you mentioned, that, that JV class, and they just don't play the game like we were used to. We had a couple of scenarios throughout the hunt. Um, you, you, we ran the program perfect, right? We, we get in very tight. Um, me and you have both seen it multiple times when you get, I call it kind of getting the bull to break. You know, he finally, we're done playing this back and forth and, and he comes at you. And you would yeah. think it, you know, you're like, oh, this is this is a done deal. I see him disappear b- below a dip at you know less than seventy. And the yeah, thing- they get that mass moving. Yep. In a concentrated way, and it's like, oh, that is a committed animal. Yep. Yeah, and and so you know you you're ready. You put a little a little bit of tension on the string. You know, you start to pull and you release a little bit, and you're like, should see him any minute. And then it was a couple minutes go by. Like, is he taking his time? You're listening. Like, he should be close enough. Here is you know cracking a stick, moving grass, 
And in some of these situations, he just, you never know what happened. He, he rolled into that thing and he obviously didn't go your direction. He didn't go my direction. He must just peeled back to his cows. And it's like, that's what we were dealing with. The, he was, at one point we had him convinced and then he goes back. He's like, I don't want to lose my cows that I've already got. And he, you know, he peels off. Um, you know, we got to work a different bull. Uh, you, know, you got, I went, me, you know, was able to, to, to go up after him and you were able to watch from across the canyon. And you know, you're, you're, uh, I felt, cause I couldn't see the bull that like we were fired up. Like we were in the match. I got within 50 yards of his cows. Um, you know, he was within a hundred yards, like the perfect scenario as close and as tight as you can get. Never made a peep besides rolling a few rocks down the hill, you know, but he didn't know we existed. The cows didn't know we existed. We hammer him with a, a challenge bugle. I'm from very, very close range. And, I, you know, if you would ask me my, oh, I had him all fired up and, and ready to go. And then your your observation was completely different from yeah, what we thought. The bull is standing in his bed, resting his head on a limb that I can tell he does all the time. Like it's a well-worn limb and he's resting his head there, bugling off the limb. And then, he, he, I mean, he did rake brush a couple of times, but you could just tell that guy was like, I don't really want to do this. Um, but eventually you did get him to come. But it, typically, like if you were to like write it in a book, the most succinct way to say it would be like, okay, you're a bull challenging another bull for the cows. Get as close to the cows as possible. The bull is going to come check you out. Yeah. And it's like, that was the perfect scenario. You were within 42 yards of yeah. bedded cows. A bedded, one of his cows. And that's that's the thing. Like when you run the game that way and you're closer to his cows than maybe even he is and, and you know, you're, he's not between you and his cow, it's like, that's that's like the slam dunk. That's the, you know, and it just, it didn't pan out. Um, yeah, you may yeah. not get a shot scenario, yeah. but you're going to get a bull coming in scenario. Yeah, and, and just like, you know, always seems to happen. It was a, a five o'clock stock. We knew we were playing, you know, with the wind. Um, we, we held it for long enough, but he, he stalled just long enough. I could finally see him coming down. Um, but he stalled just long enough that, you know, and he caught the wind before I felt the wind, but you know, I'm like, why'd he turn? He was coming down to me and, you know, ultimately ended up getting winded on that. But it just, those scenarios, you know, you, I, I get so frustrated with myself, but it's like, man, you look back on them, I, I don't know, I wouldn't have did anything different. I don't know what I could have did, you know, what we should have did different. Um, you know, same same for you, we did get some opportunities. Um, you know, you had a bull, same thing, 25 yards, tipping his head, coming through brush, like it's a done deal. And then, you know, Moves we get winded. Moves around. I mean, starts moving down, yeah. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way that they should the entire season. 
Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today. Because trust me, there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. We, uh, we had opportunities, but I, I guess my, the overall consensus is for how hard we worked to come up with a few of these opportunities didn't seem to like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like we, we did get some, but we worked a ton and for how many bulls we were. And we covered a lot of elk too. Yeah. That's, the, that's the thing. It's not like one scenario a day, which is still great elk hunting. This is just like uh, spoiled kid stuff down here we ran into a lot of elk we were able to run the scenarios a bunch and uh yeah it's it's definitely definitely like humble pie yeah a big big slice of it um it was you know i've never wanted to say the rut's not going yet or it's late or the moon's got it i i don't really you know buy into a lot of that i mean it does affect it don't get me wrong but i just feel like things just aren't going quite it isn't in the the full rut yet things are just kind of pre-rut we did move camp three times and you know maybe the answer is just move it a fourth time yeah you know so (laughs) yeah it is happening somewhere absolutely um yeah it was it was it was a tough hunt i don't know big big humble pie doesn't taste good yeah um Incredibly fun. Would do it again, a hundred percent. I, 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 I think if I had some do-overs, it would just be. Even though it sounds extreme right now, because we did cover a lot of ground, it would be to just hit more pockets, and and it's very difficult to do. Uh, kind of growing up like you and I have in very lean times of elk, where it's like if you hear a bugle, that's a amazing yeah a win for the day amazing day um you got to like disregard elk and and keep moving like be like okay this isn't a great scenario uh these bulls don't want to play and and kind of 
uh, being more more ruthless, right? Yep. And it's it's hard hard to walk away from an elk. Yeah, you know, we we mentioned it multiple times. You know, it's tough to leave elk to find out you know one of those scenarios like why would we leave elk that we were on but some of them weren't in great spots they weren't killable and at some point you can only invest so much time on certain ones and so you know that your idea of we should maybe could have just kept walking and find the right party find the right pocket find the right cow um you know and that's what we were doing unfortunately one of the one of the things we fought too in this last area which seemed to have the most amount of elk that we hunted um was terrain like terrain and vegetation you know there was a little bit of a burn that went through there and so why there were elk on every open knob it seemed like it made it very very difficult to to play the game or even get in the position without being seen so we spent more time you know looking at onyx trying to figure out like yeah he's probably gonna see us there and then you get there and like yeah he's probably gonna you know we we had to do a lot of just like you know hope you know cross through real quiet um, which which adds a level of difficulty, right? You know, you're, we're we're playing out in the open, but yeah, I, I I look back like a takeaway from this hunt. You know, I don't think we did. You know, one one instance I may be called to a bull too early, but we ended up you, know, you ended up getting a play on him shortly thereafter, so it wasn't a complete loss. I don't think we did anything different, or I, I wouldn't do anything different as far as like you said, maybe just try some different areas, try to find some different pockets. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like great tag in your pocket, Gr- you know, great unit. The elk are here, and it it is still elk hunting. You don't know what's going through the animal's mind. You don't know what just happened to them um, prior to you getting there. Um, you're making the best educated guess that you can. And so, did I call too early? Well, maybe, but. Also, maybe not. Yeah. You know, it's like there's it's just it's so hard to be definitive in this game because we'll never yep. really know what's going on in yeah. that, between those fuzzy ears, you know. So, yeah, it was great hunt. Um, you know, it, we didn't blow out a lot of elk. We didn't get winded like our wind was good. Ninety five percent of the time, um, you know, we we moved in, got close. It was just it was interesting, um, you know, how everything played out. It's it's like like you said, you got a great tag. Um just didn't necessarily you know work out in our favor too many times so no it was fun hunting with you i really appreciate oh, having you down fun. here cal and uh yeah it, uh that's something i was thinking about last night because we've uh at least run in the same circles for quite a while and and it's um yeah can't can't believe we haven't hunted together prior to this because this was a lot of fun yeah so it was really... a lot of fun and um you know i think we were on the same page 99 percent of the time so it's fun to hunt with somebody that thinks the way you do or you know and, a, and a, a guy that thinks about every move you know like some of my buddies like we're just running straight you know straight line a to b to elk heck with the wind heck with if they can see and so it's nice like you know hunting with a guy that you think night you know we're on the same page most of the time like we're going to do this or the wind's doing this we got to approach this way and so um, not a lot of disagreements and approaches and it makes things efficient. Yeah. You know, which is still like another like kind of knife to the gut. You're like, we were, for two guys that haven't hunted together a lot or ever, sorry, um, prior to this, we uh, we hit the ground running. You know, there wasn't any uh, headbutting, any strategy differences, both both willing to uh, roll with with the idiosyncrasies and, and go. And, and, uh, so I can't, we just didn't lose a lot of time anywhere. We were going despite the monsoons at the beginning and despite the heat 
for the rest of the week. And uh, shockingly, I mean, maybe one or two elk we blew out, which is just yeah, yeah, I love bizarre. Those. Yeah. Bizarre. Like, I mean, so, um, and we were trying it at, uh, I would say we hit low, mid, high, and maybe we just missed out on extreme high elevations. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this unit, you know, we'll get better um, with some time, you know, move the more mature bulls in and have some of those more semi-mature satellite bulls, you know, pestering them or pestering each other. I think this unit's going to get a little bit better, but, um, you know, good hunt, um, difficulty, you know, big slice of humble pie, but uh, September's early. Uh, you know, we're, we're still really early in September. September, it's only September 8th, 9th today. Um, and so I have a feeling by the time we report back here in a couple more weeks, um, September, you know, the rut's going to be rolling and, you know, on the backside of the full moon, all the good, all the little things that have, you know, little contributing factors are all going to be in the, the elk hunter's favor. So, uh, exactly. Yep. There's, uh, bulls definitely died this week. We didn't do the killing. Um, there's people having success in lots of other units and lots of other states and this unit. Um, but it's only going to get better there's going to be as these like harem changes take place and the dynamics the social dynamics of these bulls running into each other and clashing and the reorganization of the pecking orders come into play and these cows start coming into estrus you may be the one who just falls right in that big old rut party should should get good well appreciate having you here cal um it's been fun and uh, next time we'll have to go go find somewhere in the mountains to do it yeah let's like go chase days. uh uh dinky bowls and units where anything is a great exactly there you yeah. go all right thanks cal thanks Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.